What's up, everybody, and welcome back to part two, part two of this episode of Reattached FYC. I'm Brian, and I'm joined here by my pal and co-host, John. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to part two. And today we are continuing the conversation. Around what? What was the topic, Brian? Give, give everyone the, the quick look. We're talking about the things that you can't talk about at work. This is Office No-No's Part 2. Part 2. All so, right. So, that being said, let's get back into it. All right, let's go. What's the next one? Number five. Number five. Sex. Oh, that's what I said earlier. Yes. Unless you work in a clinic that deals with sexual disorders or your company sells products and services based upon sexual activity, this is a truly hot button topic to be avoided. Well, I mean, someone who worked in a workplace where one person was caught for watching porn, being forced to watch something that was inappropriate, a lot of inappropriate discussions. Yeah, I could say that's probably a good one not to discuss. I don't I don't like talking about that one in the workplace. What about you? Yeah, no, I agreed. That's that's another thing where like nobody that you work with needs to know about any of that at work. If you're friends with people and you want to talk about that stuff outside of work, you do you on your own time. But yeah. uh I mean it's definitely something that would make people feel super uncomfortable. Absolutely. That's just like, I don't know. That one, I actually, I mean, like politics, maybe I could see a good debate, interesting conversation. But like, I remember there was someone where, um, well, I don't know if this counts as sex. Tell tell me if this counts as sex. But like someone was uh, pregnant and we were um, doing a, a like a baby shower for them. And mm-hmm. someone thought it would be funny to make a uh, vagina cake. And so they made like this very uh, detailed vagina cake. And then they put a baby's head in the middle of that vagina cake and covered it with like raspberry jam and like oh, made God. it look like all bloody and gross. Um, and that was in the workplace. That seems like it's crossing a line. I mean, was that funny? Is that crossing line? I don't know. That's, I mean, I think it is a little bit. Just a tad. Well, I guess that also then another question that could be asked is, is it right to do a baby shower at the office? I mean, yeah. But uh, are you are you saying because it's like, I mean, where do, where do babies come? Well, but not everybody gets a a child that way some people adopt or do other methods and you know or uh, yeah so should or, they be uh, celebrated for adoption should there be an adoption party yeah. where does the line get drawn there then or that does, is a, that's an interesting one does everybody think. just like sign a card and you give it to that person privately and say like and hey not, do you want to Right, not like necessarily have it be make a big hour. thing about it. Right. Yeah, I I like that because personally, like even even when you just talk about birthdays, right? Like that's like a vanilla, very like vanilla topic. I I hate that. Like 
I said so many times when it was my birthday to folks, please don't celebrate my birthday in the office. Please don't like call when they call everybody down. Everyone stands around the cake and everyone's like, yeah, it's and like, did it ever happen? Just, um, for at first, for a couple times, like it was the birthday thing. And then eventually people realized like for me personally, John doesn't like that. He would rather just go out with people he likes later. Right. Um, yeah. When people are leaving retirement crap, like all that stuff. So I, I would say like, just leave it for after hours. Yeah. To, and well, if people want to go, they want to go. Don't force people. Even, you know, at my government job, they would do retirement parties for people and, and stuff like that. But everything was after work hours. If you're mm-hmm. not on your shift, by all means, go to the party. Go celebrate mm-hmm. that person. But it's not something you do in the building right so like when it was your 30th correct that wasn't that wasn't all your work people were there and then i had to participate so exactly well because it's not about the office it's not about the job it has nothing to do with work it doesn't need to be celebrated there you can go celebrate with who you want to celebrate with outside of there so more of the story just don't no celebrations in the workplace of any kind yes that's fair but no back i mean back to the topic of sex though i mean just just avoid it all right are you ready (laughs) topic number six topic number six what's the topic your medical problems (laughs) why are you laughing I agree with that because I immediately thought of someone where she she is so dumb. Um, she was working an event and she was uh, straightening her hair or something like that. And um, you know, she's you know straightening her hair. She puts the straightener down and she goes to pick it up, but she grabbed like the iron part of it. Oh my uh, god. Or no, no, no. She stepped on it. She stepped on the iron part of it and burnt her foot. And then she had to like get it like wrapped and stuff. And we're in the morning meeting. This is like two days later. And everyone's talking about like actual things that need to get done. Or like, hey, what's holding everybody out? What do you need for getting the work done? And it gets to her. And she's just like, well, I don't know. It just hurt because my foot's in so much pain because this pus and ooze is coming out. And it's like starting to be like stinky and smelly because I'm not really like, you know, showering and doing all this stuff. And my ADHD is so bad. And this is in front of everybody. And she's just TMI. Yeah, it was like, shut up. No one asked. Like, sorry that you're dumb and you stepped on a straightener. But we're talking about like actual work. Like, what are you? What are you talking about? And then, like later, I think she realized she shouldn't have do it, done it. And so then she just kept talking about more of her medical problems and stuff. And it was like, no one needs to know about this stuff. So, yep. yeah, I laugh because I go, yeah, no, I don't need to know about your stinky feet. That's fine. What about you? I mean, when you were telling that story, the only thing I was thinking of was the office episode where. Uh... He's trying to do the the George Foreman in bed. And I think it closed <laughs> on his foot or something. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, right. I, I think people should leave that stuff out of the workplace. Yeah. And, you know, if if you can't do a job because you're injured, um, that's what you have sick days for. So, right. I mean, but you don't need like... to come in and say, well, I can't do most of my job because of 
X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. I would also say this, like thinking of all these topics so far, I'm kind of also picking up on this theme of uh, these are things you should not really be talking about at like in a public setting, like around a lot of people, like your co- a lot of coworkers, or if you're leading a meeting or if you're in an all staff space, like these are really topics to avoid. If you're with a friend that you're close with, like I'm thinking of certain people, you could talk about it outside of the workplace. But just be mindful of who you're around. Right? Well, I like, think that's, that's really the moral of this. That's the whole point is yeah. it shouldn't be at the workplace because even if it's just you and your friend there talking at the workplace, literally anybody could overhear you. And any of the things that you're talking about could be like offensive or hurtful to another person. And um, nobody wants to hear about your medical problems. Your stanky feet. All right. All right. What's the next one? We got three more. Oh my goodness. All right. <clears throat> Number seven, your mm-hmm. financial problems. Oh gosh. Yeah. People talk about that. Oh yeah. People talk about that. But here's the thing. If you're at work and you're doing the same job as all of your coworkers and you're poor, hmm. They're poor too, probably. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I mean, mm. you know, what you came into the workplace with aside. <laughs> um but um but then it gets into, you know, like the whole well, who got hired at what? Mhm. Mhm. I mean, <clears throat> I, I actually I... should be talked about. Wait, what what should be talked about? Salaries. Oh, really? I don't think that should be talked about. Why it do you should think that be. should be talked about? Because as of the policies of, oh, you can't talk about what you make and blah, blah, blah. All that does is give the businesses more control and keeps people at lower salaries that don't necessarily deserve to be where they are. I mean, I... I agree and I disagree. I, I think it's okay to tell like salary bands, like even when you're posting jobs, I think it's important to put the salary band out there. Um, but like, I don't like people knowing how much I personally am making. I'm okay if people know a band of like this person is at a director, senior director, CEO level. And at that level, this is the band that they're getting paid in between. But something about knowing exactly how much you're getting paid um i do i just i don't know yeah but even i I feel kind of weird about that even the band itself a lot of companies literally have a a policy where you can't discuss pay which isn't necessarily fair and you know i mean especially in the workplace now there's all these studies done where if you change jobs every two or three years Mm -hmm. you make more money more often than not than the person that stays at the same company for 25 years. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. why should they hire in an outside person who is new to the company to do the same level role as you for $20,000 more, you know, like, well, that's why, that's why I like salary, like, you know, posting of salary bands, but, but yeah, when people get like so super 
where they don't post it and they don't talk about it and they get like a little sketchy about it. I mean, I've been in roles where, yeah, there have been people that I know I'm doing more work. This person had just started and they're making like 10,000 more, 20,000 more. And yeah, that's bullshit. So I get that too. That's why I was like, I agree and disagree, but like, um, I think overall there, there should just be better transparency around it. Yeah. Well, even like I've been, I've been looking at a ton of jobs and Mm -hmm. most of them don't even post like a, a general salary band when you're applying to these jobs. I'm like, why would I apply to this if I have no idea what the salary is? And then you end up having to go through, you know, multiple rounds of interviews. It's like, why would I waste my time doing that to find out that the salary is not compatible with what I'm looking for? And I feel like so many times we undervalue ourselves and we, you know, go in putting ourselves at a lower salary. Like I hate when they put in the question of like, what, what is the salary that you would like? Cause it's like, well, I'm either going to be way over um, or I'm going to be kind of under and I don't want to do that either. Like you should be paying me appropriately for what the, what the job is. Yeah. Not based on feelings. So the reason that this gives for not talking about your financial problems is mm-hmm. sharing your financial problems with coworkers who might make the same or similar salaries as you. Mm-hmm. makes you the prime suspect whenever something of value goes missing or corners on work get cut. Oh. In one survey of American workers, 52% admitted to stealing something from the office, and that's only the number of people who admitted it. And on a deeper oh. level, discussing your financial problems with colleagues suggests that you're bad at managing money. Did you ever steal something? Me, no. Are you lying? (laughs) You'll never know. (laughs) I mean, I've I've never felt the need to. And there's... You never never took a piece of merchandise or a ticket or... I never took anything that wasn't given to me. Ah, all right. Fair enough. What about you? You Uh, took some merch, apparently, based on that comment. No, I don't think I have. I, I, well, did I? Are you wearing stolen merchandise right now? <laughs> no. I can't confirm or deny. No, this isn't stolen. This was well, first of all, this was given to me. So they might have stolen it, but I didn't. Uh no, I don't think I have. Or if I did, it must have been something so small, like a candy bar at an event, but uh nothing of like I've never stolen money or anything like that's has an extreme value to the revenue of a company that's crazy right yeah all right final two the final two dun, dun, dun. the number eight thing that you should not discuss at work mm-hmm. co-workers the boss superiors and senior management fuck that shit it says it should go without saying that the office place is no place to discuss other people yet We say it because people still do it. Of course, if a situation arises that requires evaluating or questioning someone's performance or behavior, you should insist discussing it formally and in accordance with the company's policy. Uh So uh, if if you try to discuss things with your colleagues 
and they fail to get the hint, gently remind them, or if you hear your colleagues talking about it, gently remind them that uh, you have a lot of work to do. Oh my god. Was this written by employers? I was going to say, who wrote this shit? Um, well, you know what? I guess it goes back to my original statement of it all depends on who you're talking to. Yeah, you probably shouldn't talk about it in the workplace, wait until lunch or after hours to talk shit about people. But I'm not going to not talk about it. That one especially, every workplace does that. Everybody yeah. does that. I mean, we talked about trauma bond. Like you need exactly. To have, like that's ridiculous. Now, next, what's the last one? All right, I'm, last I'm one. That's not even worthy. Last discussion. one is how coworkers responded to the pandemic. Okay, I was not expecting that. Same so it says it says fear is problem these days, and mm-hmm. if COVID nineteen brought little else, it brought fear to the hearts of millions or perhaps billions of people. Moreover, the medical experts at the CDC and elsewhere now say fear and anxiety could represent a more dangerous and longer term epidemic than COVID-19 itself. Understanding this, you must appreciate that everyone experiences and reacts to fear differently. Mm -hmm. For many, fear creates irrationality. It leads them to either freeze or do erratic things or a combination of both. And in most cases, a person in fear does not fully understand or even remember their own behavior, even when it resulted in creating major problems. For all those reasons and more, highlighting strange or panic behavior in the office place, among colleagues, or even in your surrounding neighborhood is a surefire way to increase tension, stress, and create problems. Um, you look like you're torn on this. I'm... Um, I can, um, I can, I can understand like the hot topic, which I feel like, which was, um, working remote or being in the office. I can see that being a topic, but just talking about the pandemic. Well, it's more so how people responded to the pandemic. Like, oh, this person's going being crazy. Ridiculous. They're paranoid oh. because of this. Oh, or I see. This person's a germaphobe or whatever. You know, I think. That's really what they're talking about. And in a sense, I'll I'll agree with you shouldn't be criticizing how other people reacted to it. Like Mm -hmm. if you became a germaphobe because of the pandemic and you're all into your antibacterial and, you know, washing Mm -hmm. your hands Mm -hmm. every 10 minutes. So be it. Nobody should have anything to say about that. Mm -hmm. But or at least not in the workplace. You want to talk about somebody at your house? You do you. Again, Mm -hmm, you mm -hmm, do you mm -hmm. in your own house. But um, if you're talking to people in like a a helpful way and having a discussion about, oh, like this is what I'm doing. What are you doing like to cope or whatever? I I mean, again, that might be a better conversation to have outside of work. But, you know, it's I'm sure it's something that comes up because, again, trauma bond. You're Mm -hmm. all going through Mm -hmm. it. So Mm -hmm. people want to talk. Yeah, you know, it's it's tricky for me because I was I have remote work during the pandemic. Yeah. So my my work was I was very lucky because nothing really changed for me. And even going back, like I still work remote, so nothing really changed. What what was 
hard was, um, you know, having a having a kid d- during the right before the pandemic. So, but, so, but she was a, basically a pandemic baby. You know, everybody has different, especially as first time parents, you don't know what the fuck you're doing. And then on top of that, like everybody reacts differently to these types of situations and has different types of stress. And so people would be like, Oh, I can come see the baby now, or, Oh, you can come and do this or, Oh, that's not a big deal. And it's like, fuck you. You don't, you're not in my house. Like you don't know what we have to deal with. And that's not like, who the fuck are you? And so I could totally, I can understand for people that actually have to go back into a workplace where, you know, before the pandemic, people weren't going around being like, did you wash your hands? Here's some tissue boxes everywhere. Yeah. If you, you know, like people would make the comments of if you don't feel good, don't come into work. But it wasn't like you had to take off for 10 days. So, it, you know, I think it right. made makes people feel a certain way for sure. Yeah. And I mean, even for me, being in the office during the pandemic and all that, there were a lot of policies that were put in place. But you're also you're sharing the same workspace as other people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So they're sitting there at the keyboard. They get up. You sit down at the exact same keyboard and then mm-hmm. you have to use it. So, you know, there's people I mean, they provided wipes and stuff uh, to wipe everything down before and after you sat at uh, at a computer. But mm-hmm. for some people that wasn't enough and there Mm -hmm. were other people who were like well this is ridiculous why would i even have to wipe it down at all so right right everybody has a different uh comfort level i remember when i started to even just begin traveling again for work and being in the airport and you would see you know some people um with their masks, you know, some people had masks on and people, there were others who didn't. And you could see this, like, you could feel the tension from both sides of people who had their masks on being like, why are you not wearing a fucking mask? And then these people who didn't have a mask on being like, why do you have a fucking mask on? Like, and, and and it created this thing. And it kind of ties back to the first topic where I feel like in the pandemic, it became political and it didn't need to be political. Well, I was going to say what was interesting about that was it did become a political issue, the masks and mm-hmm. no masks. Mm-hmm. But I found it very interesting that I saw people on both sides of the political mm-hmm. spectrum mm-hmm. that had different views on mask, no mask than their political party too mm-hmm. so it was like an interesting mm-hmm. you know it's a political thing but this is different because of my situation it's it was interesting to see that dynamic how that unfolded yeah. and how you like you're so tied to your political party and then they do something you don't agree with and it's like well maybe i'm not <laughs> yeah I I think uh, I think so many people saw their communities in a different way. Like there are even family members that I look at differently now because of the pandemic. Um, There are coworkers that I looked at differently. It just you really see people in their true nature in times of crisis. And so I think, yeah, it does become a sensitive, uh, sensitive topic. And you know what I think for Mm -hmm. all of this stuff, all of these issues. Everything's been so polarized one way or the other. Mm -hmm. 
at the end, we are all humans. We are all people. There Uh is common ground. Like, we need to get back to finding the common ground and stop bashing everybody for whatever they're doing. You guys can't see it, but a banner actually just dropped behind him while he was talking. Uh, It was beautiful. But no, I do agree. I I think we were saying, I was saying it earlier, right? Of like, I think so much we're talking at people and not talking with people. We're not listening. We're just yelling at people. And it's not until we have actual conversations, you know, like any of these topics that were listed, I would be happy to have a conversation with someone, maybe not the sex one, but like majority of them, I'd be happy to have a conversation with folks. Um, as long as it was done on a neutral ground and a, a place of, of learning and understanding, uh, cause that's how we can grow and become better, but also not for the workplace for somewhere else. So that's what I said. And on that note, I think we're going to stop talking at and yelling at people. Yeah. And wrap this thing up. Yeah. So that concludes our podcast for today. If you weren't paying attention and want to listen again, we, of course, will reattach this for your convenience. That'll be on our website, reattachedfyc.com. You, of course, can follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Instagram, Facebook, at Reattached FYC. And you can also share your stories and reactions. Again, these are the no-nos. Please participate in the no-no conversation. I think we should circle back to these um, and maybe bring some guests on to share their thoughts. If you can't talk about it at work, you can talk about about it here. here. Yeah. And if you're not into the social thing, uh, or maybe you want to share a thought but have it be anonymous, you can send it to reattachedfyc at gmail.com. Or don't. Either way, until next time, I'm John. And I'm Brian. See ya. Bye.